Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be your host today, and I'm joined by my best friend Emma. Good morning. We have a very special episode in store today. As you know, it is February, the month of love for all the people in the world. And as tradition dictates on the tea with crema, it's very important that we talk about love in the month of February. And so on our love episode this year, again, to dodge out of this episode, (laughs) I definitely found people to do it. And so I'm super excited to bring on the amazing married couple that you have heard on the tea with Crema before, Brian and Shemaine. Hey, y'all. But before we begin with our annual love episode, it's very important that we have our tea check. So Emma, what tea did you bring today? I brought this very cute tea. You guys can see it a little bit. It has a bear on it. So I was like, oh, it has to be good. And then I opened it and it's a sachet and it's dissolvable and it's not good. So a little sad about that. It's a little sweeter than I wanted it to be, but I feel like it would be good if I was sick and needed to try something like that. What are you drinking today, Chris? Today I have a tea from August Uncommon Teas called Avalon. Now, August Uncommon Tea is a very interesting brand, in my opinion, just because I feel like they aim really high and then sometimes like they don't always deliver. And so today's tea is supposed to be a tea for luxurious afternoon, an oolong tea offering the rich aroma of baked apples, burnt caramel, and petrichor. Now, I ain't never heard of petrichor. I had to look it up. I was about to ask, what is petrichor? So apparently petrichor is the word that describes the earthy scent produced when rain falls on dry soil. Oh. Ask me if I smell any dirt when this tea was brewing. <laughs> Does it taste Did like not. dirt? It honestly doesn't really taste like anything. Huh. It just tastes like a green tea, an oolong tea. Like it's, it's, I don't know what they were going for here. So again, another August uncommon tea that I felt like came in strong and then delivered weak. So I don't know. Shemaine, what tea did you bring today? Today, I am drinking a vanilla Pomoro tea. um, And that is by Harney and Sons Fine Teas. It has black tea and vanilla flavor. Yum. Mm, Harney and Sons has some good flavors. It's actually pretty good. I can taste the vanilla in there. It's decaf because... I've already had my caffeine for today. So it's really actually really good. It's perfect. I'm telling you, when you keep it simple, that's usually when the teas come in. Yes. Black tea, vanilla, and it works. Mm -hmm. Brian, what did you bring to the episode today? I don't drink tea, so I I have a um, very basic Coke Zero. Coke Zero for the win. Made with just Coke flavoring and zero calories and zero sugar. (laughs) It's definitely the secret recipe. (laughs) They did up their, or they redid their recipe like a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. And I will say like, I'm definitely a fan of the new one. Like I liked it before, but the new recipe I'm a fan of as well. Really? I've never been a fan of like the diet and the zeros. I don't know. Like I just love a good, like regular Coke. I will spend my calories on a regular Coke. No, ma'am. If the new recipe, if the new recipe is good, then. It It is. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> yes, you should. And even the diet Coke is good now. 
Oh, really? Seriously. Yeah, I didn't uh-huh. used to be a fan at all of any diet, anything. Right. But now the Coke Zero and the Diet Coke, like, they're That's both good. winning me over. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check it out then. There we go. Get you one. Let's get that sponsorship at Coca-Cola. We are putting okay. everyone on. <laughs> Not for real. Well, again, we have our annual love episode. It's also low-key our annual Shemaine slash Brian episode. Because as you know, they on the tea with Crema. They're regular guests. So we're super mm-hmm. excited to have you both here. I'm super excited to, again, be able to not have to talk about my love life no more. Like, So I'm super <laughs> grateful and appreciative. And it also, you know, just gives us a different perspective because the last three love episodes have very much been from essentially like the single perspective of looking for love. And so I know that right now, Y'all would not describe yourselves as single. Y'all are happily married. Like very married. And I'm like super excited. You know, Emma's newlywed. That's a whole thing. But like. We got some veterans on here. <laughs> double double digit year married. Yeah. That's it. That's the Gosh. one. So we're super excited just to explore how you get from, you know, single to happily married double digit numbers out here. Because literally couple goals. Right. And I think it's like important to note that even when you both have been on the episode separately, you all have talked about each other. So that's also why we were like, wait, I like need to bring them on because I love how they talk about each other when the other's not even in a part of the conversation. So like, I can't wait to see what it looks like when they're together. Hopefully we don't get on here and fight. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the magic of editing is (laughs) for. Just make it look good. Just make it look good. So it's going to be great. As we jump in, if y'all could just reintroduce yourself to the Tea with Crema audience, that would be great. All right. So I'm Brian, and this is my lovely wife, Shemaine. Uh, We've been married for almost 14 years. Well, not almost, but this year we'll make 14 years in August. Your relationship is a freshman in high school. That is crazy. Wait, so 14 years years married or 14 years together? Like the number is not very far off. So in August, we'll be married 14 years. In September, we'll be together 15 years. Wow. Y'all were really like, when you know, you know. When you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super important. So I'm really curious about like jumping into, because again, if those years are really, really close, it really kind of begs the question of like, was it, did you feel like it was like love at first sight? Like y'all knew very early on or did it take some exploring, like kind of getting into the, how did that happen? Cause those years, yeah. Some people it's like, we've been together for 16 years and then we got married. See, and no. We're newlyweds. Uh-uh. But <laughs> we know some people on the tea with Crema that have taken a little while to tie the knot. Woo, yeah, that's looking, a long looking time. Looking at you, Isaac. No just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Your relationship started in like middle school, high school. That's different. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, so, ours, yeah. ours was different. Um, but I, I think it was love at first sight for one of us. I'm not saying any names because, again, I don't want to be fighting on here. But um, <laughs> but even still, I think love evolves over the years anyway. So I think even if you take love at first sight out, like I still think our love has grown and continues to grow. Well, he says that because I don't know who he's speaking of, him or me, but he did say, I love you first, by the way. But I will say that speaking things into existence is a real thing because when I saw him, 
like with my coworkers, I would be like, oh, here come my husband. Here come my husband. There come my husband. And I was just playing at that point. But it wasn't like a love at first sight type thing. But it was like, okay, I know what I want. And eventually, you know, because I wasn't going to initiate anything. But I just, it was something that told me in that moment, which is weird. I okay I'm gonna say I was on the same boat like I used to do that to Isaac literally all the time like he would walk by I was like there goes yeah I would literally say that like there goes yeah. my husband and people are like uh-huh. you're, you're nuts like what is wrong with you and I was like it's okay he doesn't know me he doesn't know my name yet but we're getting married right so, speaking it into existence right. that is the that is the key that is the key that is the TLDR <laughs> version of this episode if you want somebody you have to manifest it okay <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But what I'm definitely hearing is like, you know, pretty early on. You do. It's like, I hear people all the time who say, it's like, I just knew this was the one or I knew he or she was the one. Mm -hmm. And I never really understood what that meant. But like, I was in college when we met, I was in like my second year of college, I was working and Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, I've never really dated as an adult because I worked and I went to school. So I was a cashier at Walmart and he was a vendor through Dr. Pepper. And so he would come in and fill the coolers and stuff. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm just about to worry about my school. And I was really (laughs) starting to get into faith a little bit. And I was like, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. He didn't say who he who finds a husband finds a good thing. So I was like, I'm not about to be out here. I'm not going to be that's to be looking. He's going to find me. So whenever he finds me, I'll be here. I'll be waiting. And I'm going to focus on school. And he sure did walk right through Walmart and he found me. Well, technically, <laughs> I found her and then she left. Or I'm sorry, not left. She went to an entirely different schedule. So it was like, I saw her, then she disappeared. So then I saw her again and she over here, he who finds a wife. And then she was still like, Mean mugging people, you know, not really approachable. So it was like he who finds a wife, but a wife didn't want to be found at that time. I tell you that because she just she just wanted to live her best life. Okay, like, he who finds a wife. But it was like the, the, the deadest stairs you could ever see. It was a different semester, so I had morning classes <laughs> in that second semester. So I had to work at night. So when he was seeing me during the day, I had later classes. Right. And of course, you're happy when you're not having to go to class and then have to right. do all of the things. Well, no, that was just my face. That was exactly. <laughs> you, ever, you ever looked at someone from a, like, say, for instance, if you are at a party with a friend, you ever looked at a friend from across the room when you're ready to go? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and you yeah. look that, and you just have like, like this, this look and it's just blank, unapproachable. Like, you really ready to go. Like, she was not having anything. Even when I first spoke to her, she wasn't having it. And then let me remind you, it was Walmart. I was a cashier at Walmart. (laughs) Can you imagine what was going through my head at that time? This wasn't at Disneyland. She didn't have to provide the customer service. She needed to try in and out. In and out, I wasn't looking for great customer service. But if she's sitting here saying, he who finds a wife, she was looking at me. There go my husband. He ain't go to the way. (laughs) He ain't leave. Right, because like if the, she was the, so the, unapproachable. It was still pretty. The RBF was still attractive, but it was still it was very evident. Like she wasn't having it. Well, so. I don't know if it was one of his pickup lines or not, but he was like, <laughs> oh, not "You need to line. smile more." 
Like, uh, no. Buy, no your, thank buy you. your drink and get out of my line. Exactly. You buy something, you ready? Let me check you out. Yeah. And and here we are, you know, a hundred drinks later. Here we are. But she really it said, worked? you need to you need to just move on, sir. Like we don't have time yeah. for this small talk. Okay, I got customers waiting. You ready? There was nobody waiting. <laughs> uh, it was early in the morning. There was nobody behind me. Get no, get out of here. You know Walmart is notorious for not putting enough cashiers out. Okay, Shemaine was okay. just trying this to make sure that Walmart had cashiers. This was in '09. Walmart had cashiers in '09. <laughs> you go to Walmart now, it's ghost town up front. But no, they had cashiers then. That's funny. Oh my gosh, have you guys ever gone back to like where you met and were like, oh my gosh, like this is where we met like have you taken the kids there or anything like that to be like this is where mommy and daddy met no have we taken the kids over there uh we didn't take them there but we have gone back and yeah. we we explored <laughs> and then we went to a cowboys game and it's right next to the Cowboys stadium yeah. and so we were like oh that's where me and daddy met over there at that walmart and they were like for real yeah that's where y'all met y'all are somewhere in the break room there's probably a picture of y'all like couple goals <laughs> So when it works, it works. True, true. So that's the important part. So, you know, okay, wait. Does anyone know what, like, the 15-year anniversary thing, you know, like, one of them is, like, wood and then, like, oh, yeah. silver. What is 15? Year one is paper. Yes. Um, And I was intrigued I by that because I was reading Gone Girl, and they talked about it on their anniversary every year. And so I was like, I don't know anything about this. Let me look it up. But I, I don't know what 15 is. Crystal. Crystal. Ooh, you yes. hear that? You hear that? <laughs> Wait, so are these, okay. So are those supposed to be like things that you're supposed to buy? Like the gift is supposed to be like made of that? Or is it just like symbology of the length of the relationship? Or can we just go like look at it? Can I we, think can it's- Can we go find um, some crystal and look at it? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both actually. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think also people gift other people that. Mm -hmm. So, like, as her friends, right? So, we, the tea with karma needs to gift Bermain crystal, is what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hope your crystal is also okay if it's glass. (laughs) Crystal is expensive. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I would be okay with one of those, you know, people getting their spirits right. You know, those kind of crystals. Oh, mm, the ones you got to recharge in the full moonlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Don't be Taking burning notes right now. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no burning of the sage. <laughs> Dear one is paper, and there's like gold, uh-huh. platinum. I think Woods glass is actually. Mm-hmm. I think glass is actually one of them too. After 14 years, I know that you have plenty of memories. So many memories. But you know, if we had to look back and get some highlights. What are some of your favorite memories as we're approaching year 14 anniversary this year? Um, I think for me, it would be like the struggles that we had, because I feel like if we could make it through that, then we can make it through anything. And of course, being married this long, it hasn't always been easy and it's still not easy. And I think just those hard times together and making it through that, not only the two of us, but with our kids. And seeing how far we've come, we always reminisce all the time. And we talk about just how do we do that? Like, seriously, what what do we do to be able to overcome those obstacles financially, spiritually, emotionally, individually together? It's just been 
a roller coaster. And doing that together, I think, has been the best memory that I have. I could piggyback on that. The trials and everything of a marriage can definitely give you memories, whether they be good or bad, but you take the bitter with the sweet either way. But fondest memory for me, and I mean, you know, it's it's when Shemaine told me she was pregnant with Bryce. So that was probably the one of the best memories I have when, because that was during the time we had kind of just moved in with each other. And so, of course, yes, it was a surprise, but it was still special to me. So I still remember like her telling me that and it was her i can see the worry in her face and of course me being surprised but also worried so i mean that was again it was still an up and down like situation so i mean getting through that and just that was a good memory yeah i love that right and i think a lot of people don't talk about you know the rough patches they don't talk about like how do you move past that like i think a lot of people when they talk about relationships they kind of want to highlight just the good right or on facebook and on social media all we see is the good and when we're most in love but you know i'm kind of nosy so i'm always like y'all can't always be in love <laughs> <laughs> for real though right? you know but and so I'm, I'm wondering though like for those who are out there especially you know as a newlywed I'm, i don't even think i'm newlywed anymore i'm not considered that anymore but you know like how do you get through the rough patches? Like, how do you work together? And like, what works for y'all to like get through those times together? I think honestly, we haven't figured it out yet. We got married really young. And so we didn't have the tools. We still don't have all the tools to even have the best conversations. Sometimes we're both still growing emotionally in our maturity level and being able to communicate with each other. Like, I feel like that's gotten better over the years, just getting to know each other and how I may receive something may not be received the same way for him. And so just being cognizant of that with the delivery, I feel like we are starting to get a better understanding of that now. And we've been married for 14 years. So I think with growth individually and as a unit, you just have to find what works best for you in that season because we're all evolving and we're mm-hmm. not the same person that we were a year or two ago. And just constantly being open to change within yourself and with your partner um, and being able to communicate that and receive what they're saying, even if it doesn't feel like it's coming from a good space, but just knowing that it is and Maybe my delivery wasn't the best, but I don't have any bad intentions with what I'm trying to say. I just don't have a better way to put it right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably been the biggest struggle for us ultimately over the years. And I will say we are growing. It's not the greatest, but we are still working through it, building our toolbox and making sure that we can fully be who we are together and as an individual. I think she said everything that needed to be said. I mean, we, everyone in a relationship is going to argue. So, I mean, we don't have the best communication skills all the time, but as she said, you know, things are said, but you know, they're not said out of malice or disrespect or, you know, no one's intending to hurt the other person, but it's just communication. And I mean, that comes along with, as Shemaine said, just maturing within yourself and in within the relationship too. So, I mean, it's just, she said everything, and I, I totally agree with it. We don't always hit the nail right on the head, but eventually, you know, we come back and whatever's been said, we either apologize and we move on, or we find a medium ground, and we just we continue to grow. I have a logistical question. I guess the thing that really stands out is like 
I know that there are a lot of different ways to like learn about yourself and learn about the other person, but I'm just curious about like, cause you know, you can't just like grow out of nowhere. So then like, what have y'all used or what do you use to kind of help guide that growth? So I think that's one of those things that I'm just like, it's hard to, in the same sense that like, you don't know what you don't know. And so like, kind of where have y'all turned historically to help with that development, both like individually and as a unit? I don't think for me personally, I've turned to any specific avenues, but I just know what she has asked of me in the past to either not necessarily change things, but things that wasn't necessarily, not that she didn't like it or didn't approve of it, but things that she had concerns about. So it was either get on the bus or get off. Not her words, but in theory, you know, so it's it's not that I turned anywhere to figure it out, but things that your partner tells you that either needs to change or feel like it's not beneficial to the relationship. And if you're not willing to adapt or change, then it's almost like, are you really willing to be in this long term? So for me, you just you try to grow individually off of what your partner asks of you. And I would <clears throat> agree to that, too, because I have early on noticed that letting a lot of outside factors in could damage your relationship even more. So if it's not a book or somebody that I really don't have to talk to, then I usually don't. We like to keep it within our marriage. And if it's something that we need to work on, maybe it's just like self-reflecting, like how could this have changed? What could I have done better? And then just having that discussion he, I think he had a really good example growing up at, as to what a healthy marriage looks like with his parents. They've been married, what, 30 plus years? 40. 40 years. Just wow. 40. <clears throat> and so he had a lot of good examples to look towards or to look from. And I, on the other hand, I didn't. My mom and her husband, they were like in a toxic relationship. And so I feel like I brought that toxic energy into our marriage and just having to figure out what works for us because what works for his parents won't necessarily work for us. And what I saw in that toxic relationship growing up, I already know that that's not going to work in my marriage. But I do know that a lot of what I saw growing up, I did bring that. And I think that's what caused us a lot of hardship growing to where we are now. I took a lot of influence from that. I never saw what a healthy relationship looked like. And luckily he stuck it out because <laughs> it was bad. And I'm just grateful that we have had those hard conversations and he has loved me through it all. And it's just been, you know, refreshing and a relief to see that we are in a healthy space and our kids are being able to see what a husband should do for his wife. Mm. And it's just so many different things that um, we have to consider now that we are a larger family. It's not just us. Empty nest, though, coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Says you. Y'all are still young. <laughs> it's growing, though. They're getting older. Empty nest coming soon. <laughs> And there will be no more babies. There will be no more babies. So <laughs> emptiness coming soon. But no, Shemaine's right. Like it, it, yeah, I had a healthy, I guess, marriage to look at. But to piggyback on her saying she saw toxic, you know, relationship. But for me, I, I never saw my parents argue. So when we argued, it was all new to me, too. So it was like, maybe this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so she says that, oh, luckily he stayed. And I'm not saying, 
you know, I would have left I, otherwise. But at the same time, I was like, I was like, okay, cool. I guess this is what happens. Because, I mean, my parents never let us see them argue. So I was like, well, maybe this is what they did behind closed doors. And I just never knew. But, yeah, so that's, it's just funny, though. Because, I mean, we can look back and we, we can laugh about it. And it was definitely some growing pains. But it's been worth it. I, I can't even lie. It's been worth it. So I'm definitely hearing a recurring theme of keep people out your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Because even if they mean well, they just don't know. They the don't. Situation. And nobody knows the situation better than the two people who are in it. And so I think that's the best advice I can give to any married couple or any couple who's looking to get married. Like, if you can't figure it out together with the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life, the how do you party think? can't help you. Yeah. Because even still, no two situations are the same anyway. Even if you're asking for advice of something that you've been in, it doesn't. Situation is still not the same. Right. Because people are different. People in people as individuals, people in relationships, like it's all different, right? Like the way that they're going to act and whatnot. So going back now, let's pretend like we're back in, you know, before y'all were married. And did y'all think like, how do you think that y'all 14 years ago would think about the way that you are now? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Like, how would you guys like if you were to have some kind of magic seeing eye and were able to look at it, would y'all... Like, does it, does the vision match, you know? Or would you think like, do you think 14 years ago yourself would have been like, no, that's not us. Like, who is that? Like essentially would past you look at present you and be like, okay, yeah, I see this. Or like, dang, we're doing big things. Or like, dang, that's what happened. <laughs> I know it's not the last one, but you know, perspectives. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, because when we met, we were young and she was a lot younger than me. And I, I still say today, like if her apartment hadn't gotten broken into, for her, for us to actually move in with each other. I don't know if all of those factors didn't happen where we'd be today, because there was a lot of, there was some domino effects that happened for us to actually start living together. I had never lived with anyone. She had never lived with anyone. So it was all, we both hit our, a few firsts together. So I don't think that if some of those dominoes hadn't fallen, I don't, I couldn't see where we are now. I don't think back then I could see that. So. I can, honestly, because like I've always <clears throat> felt like I'm going to be married. I'm going to have these kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to say like where we are right now, I wouldn't think that we would have established as much True. that we have. True. I think that having kids kind of pushed us a little bit harder. I've been driven and ambitious my whole life. So I feel that regardless, like, I think we would be here, if not even farther than where we are now. But I, I'm happy with what we've built, how much we've accomplished together. Not a lot of people can say that they've been married for 14 years. A lot of people that we would hang around with in the past, they're not even married anymore. And it's hard work. Yeah. But if you are... If that's what you want and you want to work hard for it, then you're going to put in the work yeah. because it's easy to break up. It's easy to go get a divorce. Nobody is keeping you from going and making that happen. You have to actively make the decision every day that you're going to stay. And so I feel like with us doing that for this long, I can't say that I, I see us any differently than I would have pictured us 10 or even five years ago. I just love looking from the past and being like, how does past me think of present me? Which then also always has me thinking of like, what do I see for myself in the future? 
I think like as much as I think about it, I'm still very much like Brian and the future is always a surprise. So I'm like, oh, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And it's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. And it honestly sounds like in this case, some people call it serendipity. Some people call it fate. Like it just, the things happen the way that they were meant to, yeah, the way I, they were supposed to happen. Because exactly. I mean, I, I didn't have any, I guess, idea to ask Shemaine to move in with me or anything like that. So it was just things happen the way they happen. And of course, I'm not upset about it, but it's, yeah, it just, everything fell into place. And yeah, we've gone through ups and downs, but yeah, we, we've stuck it out. And as Shemaine said, it's easy to, to quit. He who finds a wife. That's what it was. He who <laughs> finds a wife. I have, I have no, <laughs> no negativity said about that. You're right. It's true. No rebuttal. <laughs> no rebuttal. <laughs> In the Bible, it's the word. <laughs> a word. <laughs> so you, you know, Shemaine, you kind of talked on it a little bit. You said, you know, definitely one big advice is like no external factors. Do y'all have any other advice for yeah, people looking to have, you know, a successful partnership and marriage. Like I would definitely say that to you, like just talking to both of you, seeing you both interact as a family as well. Like I'm like, yeah, that's like what a successful marriage and partnership look like. You know, y'all are always hyping each other up whenever you come on the episodes, you know, talking about how supportive each other is. So, you know, I would say that you guys are definitely like a couple that I think of. And I'm like, that is a healthy, stable couple. Like that is a good relationship. And that's how partners should talk about each other. But do y'all have any advice for people trying to get to that level? (laughs) I think communication is really a big factor. Being open to just your partner's everything, their ideas, their perspectives. Perspectives. Yeah. Compromise is a major one. I don't know. I just patience. Are, patience is patience a really is, good one. Is is huge because I mean, you some partner is further along than the other in maturity and openness and everything, or most things. So you're never going to be at the same level at the same time. So patience is because I I know for a fact Shemaine has shown me a lot of patience. So that's yeah, that goes without saying. And of course, you need love. Of course. That's part of the <laughs> equation, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. It's okay. See, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm learning. I can like, do this. Chris is learning love. That's his name right now. Chris learns love, you know? So, oh, I see that. You're learning it. He's taking all the notes. And, and Emma loves love. <laughs> I love love. I really do. I love love. Like, I love people being in love. Like, I, there's no other better feeling than love, you know? So, like, it doesn't always have to be just like love from your partner, just like love in general. Like, yeah, I agree. I think the thing that like, stands out the most to me is like, again, some of your favorite memories are the ones that like came from struggle, not because you enjoyed the struggle, yeah, but because of it brought where you, you ended up at the end of it. Right. And so I think going into that mindset of just like, there are going to be hard times, whether you're with another person or not, there are just going to be hard times. But I think, that just like really stands out to me of just like, but then when you make it out yeah. of the other side together, mm-hmm. stronger together, mm-hmm. oh, just great things to look forward to. It really is. And I mean, I was just like, I'm ready. Yes. Jump right in. <laughs> Go jump for right it. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm so excited. You know, just, uh, just have one good <laughs> fight and then come out the end of it and be like, wow, learned a lot. That was actually kind of cathartic. There's never one good fight. 
Wait, well, you know, like the first one. Oh, okay. okay. No, you know, after that, you're definitely not going to have just one. But, you know, after that first one, looking back and being like, wow, that was rough, but okay, made it through. It worked out. Yeah. Definitely good things to look forward to. <laughs> so I am curious. I don't know if we like truly really talked about our past episodes on love. Okay. As you know, I was dodging. I was like, <laughs> You know, I definitely dodged all the questions on the first one. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, I, like, dodged a little less on the second one. <laughs> but I guess in the grand scheme of things, in what you have seen so far, are there any things that, like, that really stood out to you on those past episodes that you're like, okay, I listened to them, and Chris, because ultimately we do these episodes, Emma's purpose, our purpose, the purpose is because of the fact that, like, the goal is for me to be in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. in the future, present, future, that thing. Like, that's the goal, right? Yeah. And so after kind of listening, seeing all of the responses, all of the dodging, is there anything specifically that you're like, okay, Chris, this year, if you're going to be serious about dating, this is what we would like to, like, share, impart, or make sure that you're ready for or a question that you need to ask yourself or that other person. I think you need to talk about the the big things. Like, yeah, you want to get to know the person, but I mean, if you are just really trying to cross them out or keep going, like you got to talk about the major things like finances, religion, what your credit score look like. Yeah. Um, because if we're going to be out here doing major things, like I need to know that this is a partnership and I'm not going to be the person bringing, you know, all the accolades. I need this to be like a hundred, a hundred. Like it's not a 50, 50 thing. Like I need you to give all that you can and I'm going to give my all all the time. So I think hitting those big things, because ultimately, yeah, you want to get to another person, but if it's going to be a lifelong thing, like you need to talk about like, what does your health condition look like? That's some serious stuff that you just want to make sure you talk about early on because you'll be living with that for the rest of your life. You don't know if somebody has congested heart failure and, you know, their life insurance is they non-existent. Because they can't so get it. <laughs> it's just like those major things that people don't talk about until it's too late or you're already two years in and you don't know. So I think those big things are Important. Really important to talk about. Did y- did y'all, did y'all we did not watch. No, I was oh. My first question was about to say, wow, that's like a first of all, like I can't I can't imagine having that conversation. Yeah, as like a college student, like that would not even have ran through my mind. So Right. Like, right. Like, but I was gonna ask, have y'all watched Love is Blind? Yes. Have you seen the newest season? No, we stopped oh. after the first one. Okay, good. Yeah, don't watch any further. So in the newest <laughs> season, there's this one episode where there's a clear partnership where the woman is like, you know, doing her own thing. She has like her money together, all of these things. And she asks her potential partner for his credit score. And she kind of just like, she's like, we are not in the same place. Like, yeah. we're the same age or we're not in the same place. So like, mm-hmm. let's. Let's not continue this relationship. But I think that that, yeah, like those are the things you don't think about, right? Like life insurance. Do you have insurance? That's also a good one too. Like, yeah, you know, are you going to be able to, you know, support me if something were to happen to me? Like those are just big questions that 
yeah, I think as a teenager, I definitely wouldn't have had the foresight to ask and, you know, has mm-hmm. definitely come up now we're getting older. So, yeah, I think that that's maybe one advantage that you have, Chris, is that you can automatically get into the questions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just a certain level that, you know, you need to be here. Like, there's a baseline. And I need you to have all these things and not to be shallow or anything, but this is my life and this is your life and I'm going to do it with you. Like I need these certain things done and I need you to be emotionally intelligent and mature. Like there are a lot of things that you don't think about early on. I know for me, speaking off of experience, I was young. And so I was just like, oh, he cute. That's it. (laughs) Like, okay, let me talk to him. And I mean, that's so like, as far as it went. But as I matured, like there are other things that are more important to me. Love grows. Mm-hmm. Like if we click and your personality is amazing and we can talk and have open conversation and be mature about it, like that's top tier because a lot of people are not in tune with their emotions and they don't know how to react or respond to certain things. And you want to make sure that you have somebody who is emotionally available and mature and intelligent. And a lot of people don't even think about that. They just, oh yeah. Get into a relationship. He's fine. She's fine. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. I mean, all those are pluses, but you got to get to the beyond the surface though. Mm -hmm. A strong foundation. Very strong foundation. These are great questions. Yeah, because I, at this point, still was like, oh, didn't even think to ask some of these things. I'm like, oh, wait, actually, wait, got to write that down. That has to be one of those questions that we at least talk about, you know, cover. (laughs) At some point, just bring it up during brunch or something. Hey, so by the way, want to drop them credit score numbers or... And you got to make sure they don't, they don't present you with uh, credit karma numbers. Like you need real numbers. Like if we wanted to go buy a house tomorrow, would you be approved for? (laughs) Right. Yes. Well, even good credit people today could say no, but it just depends. (laughs) That part. Yeah. Like, and then like, what are your goals? I don't know. Those are just some good questions I would ask if I were dating. (laughs) I do know the goals are an important one that that's definitely come up, but I think very similar, very goal oriented person. So I'm always like, what are your goals? Do they align with mine? Because exactly. or do they have any at all? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Important questions because some people don't. Right. Do not just showing up. Mm. There, you know, some people also don't have a lot of other things that are on my list. A job. See, no, that's basic. You, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> that's like I'm just saying, people be out so here. Far, it's- <laughs> so far, the foundation was that was not even to make a foundation. Y'all were on sand. <laughs> not even making concrete at that point. <laughs> I appreciate it because, yeah, it's just one of those like, and I think it's also the perspective is a little different because, again, all of y'all started relationships younger. So, like, your entry point is different. Right. Whereas, like, a little bit older. Yeah. It's, we didn't have, we're not having as much opportunity to, like, grow together. Yeah. There are some things that, like, you should probably have in order by now. Right. Just or like yep. growing over years, right? Like, you can, you can, I think you can continue to grow even when you're, Start, but I think there's like certain questions that, yeah, like now me today in 2024 would ask of a partner, right? Mm-hmm. And just like at a base level, like, oh, that's a red flag. Like, that's not <laughs> that relationship can't continue anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, when you're 16 and the and the question is like, oh, do you live with your parents? The answer is, <laughs> you know, yes, probably. Right. Do you get an allowance? You know? Like, 
<laughs> like, do you have something to bring to the table? Like, I think you're asking like, someone that question, like in your late twenties, early thirties, and it's like, do you live with your parents? And it's yes, and it's like, wait a second, now that's we got some other questions that we got to ask on the follow up. Tell me there. more about this living situation because if it's to save money for your house, like all for it. If it's right. because you don't got a job, a little different. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, house goals, it's happening. And the way this market looking, I mean, hey. It's going to be a while. It's a future goal. Okay. The market's better because, yeah, the market is inaccessible right now for just about anybody. I was reading articles on it. I was like, okay, not today. But, you know, that's what I'm bringing into the conversation. I know that about myself. I've looked at the market, not today's market. Mm -mm. Yeah. And I feel like as in your situation, I feel like you do have a bit of an advantage. It's like you have a better awareness of what you want, you know who you are and for but also the pool is a little murky nowadays so I don't really know what <laughs> <laughs> what's out there. So I mean we it's, it's a balance, right? Here. Yeah, it's a balance. So now the the pickings are a little rotten. different. <laughs> yeah. Not rotten. She's <laughs> gonna say but different, also, but also like you know, like I think it'd be so different. Like I again, like I have no, I have no other baseline for relationships other than Isaac's. But like, right, like your prefrontal cortex is like fully developed now. Like, yeah, you would hope that you know the dating pool would be a little bit more emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. But you know, from some of the stories that Chris has told, I'm like, what? Like they're not even coming with like a base level, just like anything. <laughs> That's scary. In the a future episode, we might have to Unpack reflect a bit. on some of the experiences that I've had. But right. it's been a journey for sure. I will say that much. So, but I'm definitely looking forward to all of like the fun, exciting things. And honestly, I know it sounds a little, but like even just the way you've said it, like I am also looking to looking forward to going through those struggles. Yeah, with someone though. Hmm. Because of the fact that, like, even in, like, my life as a individual, seeing how certain struggles have helped shape the future or the present, the future into what it is and what it will be, understanding and recognizing the value of that, and then to go through that with another person. Definitely, I think, right. like you said, it helps make the relationship stronger. I was going to say, it just helps to have just, like, another person, like, knowing someone's in your corner, Mm -hmm. Right. So like just having that and going through, you know, whether it's struggles in the relationship or struggles just like out of the relationship and, you know, through work or whatnot, just coming home and having that and like knowing that way I have this other person who I can count on to be on my team. And even when you're going through the struggles together, like, ooh, right now we're not on the same team. And, you know, I want to like score a touchdown in the other. Like, I just want to like not be on your team right now. And I'm going to be a water boy instead. (laughs) But at the end of the day, right, you know, you're like, okay, fine. I guess we can be on the same team. (laughs) And I was basically going to say exactly the same thing you said, just knowing that you have somebody who is going to love you regardless of, you know, the situation. If you're having a bad day or if you are just waking up and he tells you you look beautiful and you know you don't, but he still tells you <laughs> that you do. Um, I and he's still in your eyeballs like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not about what you feel about yourself. It's about what the other person is saying. That's, mm. you know. Just having that person, like, you know, that's your person. Yeah. I'm excited for you, Chris. Me too. It's great. We're going to, 2024 might be the year. We'll see. 
Okay. We'll see. I'm, I'm really convinced oh. that it's now that's about the credit score, but I, <laughs> real true questions. And I'm definitely convinced that like, you know, pretty early on, mm-hmm. like there's, there's some strong inclinations even in the beginning parts. So like, you kind of know if you're asking questions, it might actually be a no, but yeah, 2024 might be the year. Hey. We're gonna see. Hey. Well, with that, that means it is time for our... Rapid fire question. So in true fashion, I always go first and then I'll toss it over to y'all next. Okay. So my question is a quick one. Maybe it might be quick. What is your favorite love song? Oh, I felt like we didn't even ask y'all. Do y'all have a song? No. Perfect. Okay. Then that's fine. So what is your, (laughs) what is your favorite love song? I don't know. And um, I don't listen to many um, love songs. So I don't. What? Uh, maybe, maybe Jodeci, Forever My Lady. I'm calling oh, it that. Oh, there we go. I do love that song. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been a contemporary <laughs> Christian type of girl. Um, <laughs> That's so, is that not a love in its own? That's awesome. I mean, it really is. But going back to my R&B days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it had to be something by Jagged Edge. Anything, <gasps> yes. probably. Wanna so. get married? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Meet yes. me at the altar. Yeah. Okay, Chris. I recently decided that I really like the song "Golden Hour" by Jake. I just, I don't know. The song like really oh, stood out to me. The piano one, right? Hmm. Yeah. I really like that song, but I think. I think it's one of those things that, like, I'll commit to a song when, like, I've committed to a relationship kind of thing. Because right now, I'm just like, that song's good. So, like, had you asked me, like, a year or two ago, it would have been a different song. So, for me, it's just whatever mm-hmm. recent love song I've really enjoyed. So, okay. we'll see what it ends up being, like, the sticking song. But as right. of right now, it's Golden Hour by Jake. I just really like the way it sounds and yeah. just the things. It just, it's a good song. I remember, yeah, even Chris, like, texted me when that, he, like, he sent it to me. He goes, once someone writes a song like this about me, like, I'll know, I'll know they're the one. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just, it's honestly just singing praises to the partner, you know? It's just, like, it's a very sweet song, all of those things. Yeah, I would say, I was, like, thinking about it, and I was, like, oh, actually, I think mine goes in ebbs and flows. I think my most recent favorite, like, love song is either Best Part, by her or mm-hmm. one man band by old dominion so i like that one the one man man one right yeah like i don't want to be a one man man i don't yes. want rolling stone alone uh-huh oh, that's a good kiss. one <laughs> okay okay shemaine what's your question i have two but let's see i'm gonna go with because we're on the topic of marriage and love i'm gonna say what are your top two love languages and what do you think you are most compatible with? Like for the other person? For the other person. Oh. Like what do you think are the most compatible love languages? Oh, interesting. So I know I'm definitely, mine is gifts. (laughs) 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 And words of affirmation. So I always tell my husband, you know, like give me a gift and tell me I'm pretty and I'm fine. (laughs) 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 And you know, no, yes. And my husband's is definitely 
acts of service. And I think those work really well together in terms of like, to me, like a gift to me is like making dinner. And to him, like the act of service of like making the dinner is like how he shows love and like, you know, doing those small things. So I feel like those two are really compatible. But I think on the flip side, I don't think gifts is very compatible with acts of service. Because like, I'd be like, here's this really nice gift. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Like an avocado. Thanks. Not an avocado. <laughs> you know, so it's like very, yeah. So I think, I think in terms of like acts of service to someone who's a gift lover, I think those are compatible, but a gift person to an acts of service, not compatible. <laughs> yes. I agree with that. Okay. Chris, what do you think? I am a quality time person, and I think for me, the compatibility is really good with another quality time and acts of service. And it might just be like me personally, but gift giving is not as compatible. Uh, Again, because of the fact that, you know, on the quality time, it just feels like you're just giving me this thing as opposed to like, I don't care about the object. I care about Mm. the person. And so sometimes it like, that's definitely been like a point of minor tension. I think even between like Emma and I, I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) it's a minor thing, but it's definitely come up before. It's just like, I just get really stressed around the holidays. Cause I'm like, I don't do gift giving very well. Mm -hmm. And I don't receive gifts very well either. It's the quality time, acts of service, those kinds of things. And so for me, I would imagine That's my kind of compatibility chart as of right now. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) So I'm I'm a physical touch. And um, I think quality time to me is compatible because I don't think gifts and acts of service, I guess, go well with that. Because, of course, you can always. So people try to rope quality time in with physical touch if, you know, that makes sense. But um, I think those two are compatible. But I do know that. I try to give gifts and Shemaine isn't the best gift receiver either. I, I know, she, know she likes quality time. And I don't, as you mentioned, Chris, I don't give gifts to like get out of quality time, but I just know that that's, that wouldn't be compatible. She's not a, a gift receiver. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you didn't know that that was a test, but you passed it. I know she doesn't receive gifts. What I can give her anything, and it's just like, oh, like you said, it's like, oh, an avocado. Like, oh, it's the same. Yeah, I'm not a big gift receiver. Like, I like to give gifts, but I think over the years, my languages have reordered. I used to be a quality time physical touch, but I think physical touch now that I'm getting older. I don't like to be touched. So I think quality time and quality time have to be like, and if it's not your number one, it has to be at least number two, because I do like to spend, you know, that quality time, whether even if it's just like us being in the same space, we don't even have to really be doing anything. Just having your presence is really a big thing for me. And I think that Gift giving and acts of service can go depending on which way, like you said, mm-hmm. Emma. So those two could work in a sense, but you just have to know also your partner and know <clears throat> what they want and what their languages are. Although, like I said, physical touch is really going down on my list. I know he likes it. So I'm like every now and again, putting my foot over there on his leg or something. Just <laughs> <to make sense. laughs> 
compromise, you know? I'm like, okay, let me touch him a little bit here and there. <laughs> She's like, all you get today is a big toe, okay? And that's all I can give you. I, I cannot give you any more than that, friend. And then I get hot. I, I don't know. I'm getting older. That's me. And so I'm all just the time. getting why? Just like, I can't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know. Like, Isaac's, yeah, definitely, I think, touches on his too. And I'm just like, I cannot. Like, so there's some days where I'll just like, okay, I'll cuddle with you and I'll like grin and bear it. But at the same time, I'm like, you are just a heater. <laughs> I know. And then I'm like sweating. And then I feel him like rubbing my back. And he's like, ooh, babe, you are sweating. <laughs> you are sweating. <laughs> and you're like, you did this to us. You you made yeah. this, like you made this. Okay? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, Brian, what's your question today? So I guess Chris, it's kind of like a two-part question because you know we're in relationships, so it will be future for you. So, what do you look forward to, or for Chris, what do you feel like you look forward to when coming home to your partner? Low key, Isaac and I are gossip girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, well, like, just like, well, just come home, and like, there's some days where I'm, you know, there's some days where I just really do need to, like, you know, decompress and things. But we'll come home, and he, like, he'll bring me the cheese made from his work. I'll bring him the cheese made from my work. We'll just like, you know, laugh about like the, the interactions that we've had with kids the day during the day. But sometimes that's like the thing I look forward to. I'm like, so what does so and so say about this? And he's like, oh my gosh, did, did they solve out that problem? And I was like, no, they didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's just like the, I, maybe it's just the debriefing of the day that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about y'all? What is one thing that y'all look forward to after a long day of work? I think it's just him being here. I feel like when he's here, I'm automatically in a good mood. Like if he's not here, I'm like mad. Like where he at? Like <laughs> I need him here. And not to even say much because I don't talk about work often unless it's just something really pressing that I'm just... I need to get off my chest, but I try not to talk about work. I just look forward to seeing him and kissing him as soon as we get, you know, close to each other, because that's something that we do when we leave, when we get home, we kiss. And I think that's the biggest thing I look forward to. It's going to sound really cheesy, but that is my answer. Oh, my goodness. No, when I come home, it could be a long day and it's just like I'm coming home to a safe place Mm -hmm. so it's like regardless of whatever happened out there during the day no all the snakes that you had to battle yeah snakes (laughs) (laughs) you try to leave as much as you can out beyond home but i mean of course you know you still have things that you bring home you want to as you said debrief right so but yeah just her being here it, it just i look forward to that and it's just knowing that i'm in a a place where there's it's just it's safety you know chris so Future wise, what do you feel like would be the most important thing to come home to the part your partner? I think very similar to kind of what all of you are saying, but the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is just that sense of like wanting to go home to that person. Mm-hmm. Like at present, I'm like, man, I just am ready to leave work because I'm ready to leave work. But having that sense of like, I'm ready to leave work because I'm ready to leave work. And because I know when I get home, I'm going to be with this person that I really want to be around. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm ready to be back around that person. And so I think that's the thing that I'm really looking forward to of just like, okay, cool. I am like piecing out of work or even doing stuff on the weekends or just whatever. But also just knowing that like, okay, cool. I've like done this thing and now I'm about to go home and have a great time with 
this person and not because we're going to do something fancy again, a quality time person. So we might just be watching a show. We might just be like sitting there. I'm reading the book and they're even in the living room watching a show. But just the fact that like, we're both in that same space, like that's because, you know, I think Shemaine and I are on the same wavelength right now. Cause like I am also reading books frequently. And so I just imagine that like, if I'm with someone who is not, cause they might not be into books. And so sometimes, and like, sometimes it's okay to just, maybe I want to watch a show and like, they want to read a book. Like sometimes you're just like, I, like you've already said, sometimes you're just not on the exact same wavelength, Like just but sharing that space, coming home to that person. Like that's the thing. Just being like, giving them your big toe, you know, like sometimes that's (laughs) a win. That's all it is. Okay. Like that's the win, the small victory that I'm looking forward to. Okay. I love it. So my question is, I'll keep it generally relationship thematic. What is something that your partner can always count on you for? Who's going first? I know. I was like, I like how we're all just, uh, I have to yeah, we're like thinking about it. Like, you can, you can go first, Brian. It seems like you're ready. Oh, no, I was just asking. No. <laughs> um, but no, I, I will. I think she can count on me for dependability and stability. And I think he can count on me. I feel like it's cliche, but I think anything like really like you call or text me and you need me to come um, help you home because you just got in a wreck. I'm going to leave and I'm going to be there. You need me to be uh, you need me to go off on somebody. Okay, I'll be there. You need me for anything. Like I'm there. Like I'm his person. So whatever he needs, I'm gonna drop, and I'm gonna make sure that I meet his needs. So ride or die. Yes. Oh, we were just giving like simple answers. So you know, she said everything, all, all the things. Whatever you need, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Me too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same, same. Retweet. Um, Hello, <laughs> there was that part where you're like, if you need me to go off on somebody, like that'll be me. There's, I know she will. There's that. There's this like tweet that was going viral for a little bit, and it was like, how do calm husbands have like the most fiery like wives, right? And so I was like laughing because I definitely think that's my husband. Like I think that's Isaac and I. But the the reply to that tweet was like, well, who's gonna tell? It was a. It was from a man. It was like, well, who's gonna tell them that I asked for mashed potatoes and not French fries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he'll be complaining about something. I'm like, okay, you want to send it back? Like, right, that's me. I'm like, then you gotta wait, and it, it's no. Like, it'll, it'll come in, and I'm like, that's not what you ordered. And he's like, babe, it's fine. And I'm like, he wanted mashed potatoes, not the French fries. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, I'm sorry. And they'll like take it back, and he's like, I said it was wrong. <laughs> But. That's him, but I think more so that he does. It's not the confrontation; it's the I'm ready to eat, so I'm gonna oh. eat whatever. <laughs> yes, so Isaac can always count on me to send back the food when it's incorrectly ordered. That is, that is me. I am I am okay to make a ruckus in terms of that. <laughs> make a ruckus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, I agree with everything. Yeah, how can you even be what Shemaine said? I think the same thing, right? No matter what, no matter what you need, I think that's what yeah. my husband had on me. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Do not edit that. Mm. No, that's gonna be actually the opening. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the for today's episode is I'll be there. <laughs> 
Chris, what can your partner depend on you for? No. A good meal. Can- I know how to cook. Mm. Yes. Very important. That's my like, you know, that's the rapid fire part. You know, yes, Shemaine gave a wonderful answer. Yeah. Like, everything. But like, okay, you know what I'm really bringing to the table? I know how to cook. Okay, so we're going to eat good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, you're not sending it back to the kitchen because <laughs> I was the chef. I made what I made. You eat what I <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Well, I am super, super appreciative. Thank y'all so much. Have an, a blast, a wonderful time. Have learned a lot. We'll be asking some very important questions in for all of these future suitors. So, or we'll see, you know, we got to get right to the meat of it much earlier. Yeah. Cause I mean, time's ticking. Time's ticking. Forever and always. So you got to be ready to enter real, real quick, fast and in a hurry. So is there any last things that you would like to share before we wrap up the episodes? Anything you'd like to plug? Brian owns Wilson's Lawn Care and he will be back operating in the latter part of March. So you can find him on Facebook at Wilson's Lawn Care. The Lawn Dawn. London. London 22. Well, there you go. Yeah. And that is one thing you can depend on Shemaine to do is support your fans. (laughs) Well, again, we appreciate y'all so, so, so much. Looking forward to all of the amazing feedback. And with that, Emma, where can people find the podcast? You can find our podcast on Instagram and Facebook at The Tea with Crema. If you'd like to send us a cup of tea, you can also Venmo us at the Tea with Crema. You can also stream all of our past episodes and all of our new episodes on your favorite streaming websites. We hope to see you next time. Bye!